Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Seeking Profit. My name is Emil and I am joined as always by Andrew. Uh, I feel like you're gonna you're gonna commiserate with me on this as a homeowner. So we have I can hear a leak through my walls in my office. Connects to the the master bath, right? I hear like leak. Water? Yeah, like a water leak. But there's no water coming out of the faucet. Usually, you know, you hear a leak, it's like, oh, maybe the handle's broken, water dripping. So no water coming out of the faucet, no wetness on the wall saying there's an active leak or whatever. So I think we have a, like a foundation or slab leak. And that's where I'm hearing the hissing sound, like after diagnosing it with a plumber and dude, I have to pay 400 bucks for somebody to come out and bring their like pipe stethoscope to find out exactly where this pipe is broken. And in Los LA County makes you check your walls for asbestos before anyone can open up the walls to do like the plumbing stuff. So I literally have to pay eleven, twelve hundred dollars before the plumber can even fix anything in my home. Dude, that's a risk because then if you know your house is asbestos, you have to disclose that when you sell it. But if you don't know Or I could just rip that thing to shreds and play dumb like yeah, no, no, no asbestos i mean we'll be here for a while so i'm not i'm not super worried about it but uh dude home ownership i love it and hate it all at the same time personally it's like mostly the worst it's like but i own this place so i could just punch a hole in that wall or just do whatever i want but you'll actually never do any of those things no um yeah my wife is like i want to kick me out yeah, my, my wife is like, I want a home so that, you know, we can do things in. I'm like, you can't do things in a rental. Uh, in, in fairness, when once my wife got pregnant, I was the one who was like, we need a home. We need a home. It was like this weird, like, nesting thing that took over. So, I mean, if Laura was like that for me, I'd be like, you want a place to do things in? Like, let's just get a shipping ca- container delivered. <laughs> yeah. Put a hole in there. We just hang out in a shipping container. It's like so cheap. <laughs> I know. I know. Why do we need to buy a house? Uh so today <laughs> we're talking about Google updates hitting our sites or the sites we've been involved in. And I think you are going to kick it off with talking about Listen Money Matters, uh, how you guys got hit with an update, how many years ago it was, what you guys did, and yeah, we'll, we'll take it from there. Well, how many years ago? I don't even know. <laughs> too, too many, uh, you know, it was like four or five, I think about five, it was when Eat rolled out so authority or expertise authority trust now it's like e e a t yeah let's keep adding e's maybe like a <laughs> y at the end or something uh, and uh we we got like slammed and uh and for an, anyone who's was, not familiar listen money matters fine personal finance site right so when you think like your money your life like we're heavily in the money part we're like we think you should do this, not this, with your money. Yeah. Um, and so uh, got like crushed. Um, I don't have a CFP, CPA. I have no letters next to my name. Um, aside from my last name, that, that's next to my name. Um, and uh, so, you know, we assumed it was an authority thing and we hired um, one of, I told you the name of the people. We won't say the name, but I would say like one of the most trusted names in SEO specifically, especially specifically around eat and stuff like that hmm. uh, and pay them about $10,000 to help us 
resolve what we thought was like an optics problem because we were above board all the way, deeply cared, spent enormous amounts of time trying to create high-quality things. So like we thought this was optics or some stupid technical thing. What? And Can I ask you a real, real quick question before yeah. you go on? Why did you guys... Was it like widely published on, you know, SEO, SEO search engine roundtable, I don't know, all those SEO sites that uh, it was a, it was an eat update that hit a lot of sites? Because, you know, a lot of sites, I'm sure, in your money, your life got hit. Like, how did you guys know what led you to think it was an eat thing? You know, all those things like SERP sonar, like like Google Wind or whatever, all these like sites that track like volatility. And, and then okay. there's like Search Engine Journal that will publish things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like everyone was talking about it. It was like the thing, okay. you know, pictures of sites getting crushed or, you know, doing really well. Um, we, were, we were pretty certain it was this. And we did have like discovery call with the agency before we started. Okay. And if you've ever done a discovery call with any consultant, the answer of the call is that you should hire them. Um, so I could have been like, I have a leak in one of my pipes in my house. And they would have been like, you should hire us. We're the best <laughs> SEO agency for the job. <laughs> <laughs> the way to bring it full circle. There you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and, you know, so, so we paid them $10,000, which I argued with Laura about to wit's end. We felt like we were SEO experts. We knew. And, you know, what are they possibly going to know or tell us? Mm-hmm. And even when we were doing well, $10,000 is a lot of money. And I'm not one to waste money just for the sake of it. Um, that's like a really awesome vacation. So yes. um, we hired them. They gave us a whole, like, ridiculously long audit, whatever. Um, and we followed a lot of their, you know, like obviously we thought about it, like, does this make sense? Does that make sense? Followed it. Um, and in hindsight, I think a lot of it, uh, actually made things worse. Interesting. What? So like, can you walk us through some of those recommendations? Did you guys do all of them? Did you do some of them? Walk, walk us through. So one of the, so, so there was, there were a lot of recommendations, you know, somewhere as a name as putting you know your authority in your author bio so that it will be clear that you have the authority to write on this topic, which now that advice has not aged well. Everyone was like, that was, that's ridiculous that anyone did that. We did that. <laughs> like, I made everyone on the team update their LinkedIn profile. You know, it was like a whole thing. Um, one of the I things don't, I don't think recommend- so. I think just to, to kind of – I, for the sites we, we build out, I do ask our writers to like, do you have a Twitter? Do you have a LinkedIn? I think they're, you're right. Maybe it's nothing, but like if I'm reading it and I can see that this is a real human versus just like staff or the site or whatever, that at least signals to me that maybe, maybe it's just an experience thing. Maybe it's just like, okay, as a reader, I know it's a good site. Maybe I come back to it, whatever. And so like that helps with the SEO, but I don't think that's like the, you know, the dumbest thing to do, personally. No, I agree. Uh, you know, look, we filtered all the things through our brains and, and try to do what makes sense. Um, the way that they had sold it to us, not like they, they had to sell it to us, but they basically were like, this is a very like human-determined thing. Mm. And they had us read the uh, Google Rating Reviewer Guideline doc. I probably, I have probably the time and it's changed, read it so many times. I was yeah. obsessed because my business like thirded or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's like, you know, well, we have to put all these things in place so eventually when a review, a human reviewer comes back, yeah. they like, look at that bio. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not going to be, it's not going to be, a, it's not a big lever. You're right. Um, one of the things that they were really obsessed with, um, and I pushed back, pushed back, and people had said this to me and, and eventually did it because they recommended it. They thought that um, because we had all these like show notes, some were just two to 300 words and they never mm. amounted to anything. We just had left them. Mm-hmm. We had backlinks, whatever. But there was a lot of content on the site that was just lean. We had existed for a long time at that point. Um, and they said that the proportion of high quality to low quality content was not good. Mm-hmm. And so that we needed to cull those, you know, create redirects, stuff like that. Okay. So did you guys do that? So we did that. Okay. Um, we came up, we audited the entire site. We removed a ton of things from the site, redirecting to other things, tried combining pieces of content. Um, and it, it didn't really help. And in some cases, I think it was, it was part of a downfall. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the, the way the site was is, you know, if there was a specific episode, like say, we, we did an episode with uh, Susie Orman, right? Okay. And it wasn't like those were great show notes. It was actually a pretty bad conversation. Yeah. She's not a great person to talk to. <laughs> it has a pretty Susie, bad attitude. Susie, in case you're, in case you're listening... Come at me, girl. Come at me. Uh, and um, I would, know, I would so imagine like she just talks of, in a lot of like like sound bites, very fluffy. Like has done so many interviews that it just like feels just robotic, right? She didn't even care. She was like, you know, it was going to give us thirty minutes. It wasn't even thirty minutes, and she's like, I have to go, and just left. Like, <laughs> see ya. And, and it was like talking to a wet noodle. Anyways, so like. <laughs> That was a lean show notes. And so it's like, um, you know, kill it, maybe redirect it to the homepage, the show page, mm. whatever. But we had built up all of these like really highly specific backlinks to all of these <clears throat> things kind yeah. of automatically. And I think what we wound up doing is really destroying our backlink profile by cleaning all this stuff up. Because while maybe that article should never rank for Susie Orman or anything like that. It was a valuable piece of content that people linked to because of the conversation and whatever. Or, and right. then it didn't appear. It just disappeared off the internet and it pointed to a page that wasn't about Susie Orman. Right. I mean, it's, it's normal for a website to have a ton of pages that aren't made for search, right? Like you shouldn't kill them just because they're not providing SEO value. I would say you do that if you have a bunch of articles you tried to rank right? For SEO purposes. And it's like, ah, oh, this one didn't rank. This one's kind of similar. Let's group them, redirect, whatever. But like, you know, I have clients who they have a podcast and yeah, they have a bunch of like deadweight SEO pages because they have, they're like podcasts and show notes, but we leave them there because people like listening to the podcast. They like going to the show notes that are on the site. Like not every page on your site needs to have an SEO purpose. You know, and I wish you you had told us then because like I just kind of were crazed and I can imagine it's like, what should you do when you get a Google update? Go take like a sip of whiskey and like sit down and don't do anything, right? Just like relax because we we did a lot of knee jerk things. 
I think that's everyone's like first reaction. Uh, It's my reaction too. It's like, especially the first time it happens, right? You're like, Oh God, let's change everything. Right. Like instead of kind of methodically saying, okay, what changed? What are those sites? What are they doing versus what, what do we have? Like, what's the difference here? Like really trying to pinpoint the exact difference in implementing that. But okay. Continue. What else did you guys, what else did you guys change or try? You know, you know, we combine things, stuff like that. Um, but I think we also perhaps try to find a problem where it didn't exist. I don't even remember if, if we recorded this conversation. We were talking specifically about the best Vanguard Fund article on Listen Money Matters and how yeah. what might have happened is not that the article became bad, but we were ranking for this massive amount of terms like best Vanguard funds for growth best Vanguard mm. funds for retirees and Google got more wise to the intent where me, you know, a 20 something year old writing this thing, it's more oriented towards growth. Pro- absolutely not a good article for retirees. Right. And so th- these things got peeled off and we viewed that as like them murdering our site, you know, because Google didn't like us where maybe it was more along the lines of they were fixing intent so searches were better served. And it wasn't not Listen Money Matters. It was just that these things don't make sense for this article. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's but, common but one too. But we took that as like an actionable thing we had to do. So we started like messing with stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a common one too, where like you think you're getting hit by Google, but it's like they're just maybe changing how they look at long tail. Maybe... They want to split it out into more different, like long, like more intent across long tails. Let's serve up more stuff, or they consolidate one way or another, right? And you could still rank very well for your head term, but you're not paying attention to that. You're like, oh no, this page has decreased. It's like all of our pages have decreased. Google like is not looking at us favorably anymore. Where again, you have to play detective and see like what changed, what were we ranking for before, where we're not. Where are the specific fluctuations? So yeah, I, th- I think if you haven't done like something specifically bad, I think you know, like say you were using AI content and you got hit. Like I think you could, it's reasonable to assume <laughs> it was because of your AI content. But if you're not doing something like that, I think you have to like try and not think the worst. And like, what if there there's like more intention behind this and it's not a negative against you? You know. Um, because the problem is we made all these changes, whatever, but then we carried on business as usual where we just tried to rank for all this broad stuff where maybe we should have like circled the wagon, focused on our core area expertise. We were creating like fun things to do on Friday night, like ways to get free Amazon gift cards. We're like, we could rank for anything. We might as well do it. Where, <laughs> but you know what? In the audit, they none of that stuff came up because like you want to like buy the answer but mm. no one will care as much as you. And so they're not really looking at your, what you've done. Like how can we get in and out in an hour, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, as a consultant slash agency myself, uh, sometimes you prescribe advice and it just doesn't work. Like not to just completely shit on this agency. You're right. Sometimes like people just don't take a good look and they're like, all right, we're going to use a broad, here's what everyone needs to do instead of like really honing in, especially on like, I think this is where like, if you're 
very active in a certain niche, right? Like I work with a lot of prop tech companies. So I see what's changing across prop tech because those results are going to be different from info content sites from other, like each Google change affects industries differently. It's like, it's not, it's not like broad strokes. Everything changes the same. So I think when you find people who work in a specific industry, they can like more tailor it to tailor those recommendations. to like what's going on there. I think one of the, the maybe differences is like if someone goes to work with you, like they work with you, we went to go work with this woman specifically. And after, you know, the credit card transaction completes, we're handed off to someone else. They're, you know, letting us know that, oh, this was discussed in the team meeting and, you know, whatever. But, you know, we wanted to work with the authority. We thought we were paying to work with the authority. And we were like, eh, we're getting her to like glaze her eyes over it. Right. So. Right. I had the, I had the same experience when I was in-house at a lot of places. It's like, that was my least favorite thing about agencies is you, you know, you, the face of the agency is who you want to work with. Cause they're smart. They've been doing this forever. And like the way most agencies work, it's like, you just have to hire really junior interns or people fresh out of college to make the numbers work. And it like, it sucks. So I've, I've tried to make that different in my agency, but okay. Anyway, you have made these changes and like nothing changed for you guys. So it wasn't like we super recovered. We started climbing back again. Um, you know, I, I was still doing, listen, my matters two degree, and I started doing lasso because I felt like I needed to, like I felt like Google was just going to kill it. So yeah. I needed to like kind of eject and take some bags of cash with me, <laughs> you know, yeah. before, before the, the plane explodes or whatever. Um, but then it got hit again. I think it was like a second round of this. Um, and the thing is, so many sites that were not nerd wallet or didn't have CPA, whatever, you know, they were fine and, and exist to this day. We have customers of Lasso that, you know, are ranking for these things. And so I actually think that there was maybe something specific or we should have. Uh, I paid for distraction and put way too much value on it. So this was an example. I'm a little about it. <laughs> I can tell. Well, so, I mean, I've looked at the Ahrefs chart and it, it was like, you guys had the, f you fell off the cliff <laughs> and then you guys had a little bit of a come up, right? Was that, was that from implementing these changes? Was that you guys doing your own stuff from what you had observed? Like what, what resulted in that climb back up? I think that's probably a good takeaway for people. So, so we identified other areas that we thought we could grow into that wouldn't necessarily require eat. So uh, something like a review of a financial product or you mm. should invest in these funds, we felt like um, required the expertise. Uh, however, we thought that you know, more informational pieces that could be monetized would work well. Mm. So we started to essentially document portfolios. So like the Yale portfolio, the Ivy portfolio, the golden butterfly, the, the, the you know, all these things where there was no good resources on them. And then we could mm -hmm. like link to an M1 finance pie and monetize it. And so we, we really heavily pushed into that. Um, and to a degree it worked. I think we were just so distracted and broad. We really needed to like pull our focus in. You know, get rid of the fun things to do on a Friday night. Like it ranked, but it didn't do us anything. Right. And you're 
topical authority if that's a thing like it's spread although you know man speaking on topical authority it's like you see so many examples of it not being true like i don't know random sites are starting to do i forget the example i think about you talked about it in a different episode it was like random site talking about like the best laptops for small business owners and they you know it's like some very general blog yeah like big here's the thing with a lot of google updates the big guys just get favored more and more, which is, it's tough, man. Cause it should be the sites that have topical authority, right? Like if you are talking about, if your site's just about laptops, you should be the one rate, like you review them, you've held them, you, that's what you talk about. It shouldn't be just some big site just cause they have a big site, but that's how it goes sometimes, especially in certain niches. You know, we, we've seen examples where it's like uh, against all odds, the small ones winning the small yeah. Fighters winning. I think uh, it's Lasso. Like Lasso. You went up against big sites, right? Yeah. Or not Lasso. Um, um, Gift Lab. Sorry. So, so Gift Lab has we you know identified one in the ClearScope uh, presentation. Uh, the best Vanguard funds article on the defu- essentially defunct Lasso My Matters site still is in the top ten. You know, uh, and apparently we have no authority. And so, <laughs> I, I I think like. You just have to win in more areas. Like, so if NerdWallet's going to post up because they just submitted an article, mm. you need to actually like check every box and you could beat them. Um, but dude, I wanted to hear your uh, experience. So you were with a company that got hit as well, right? Yeah. So uh, again, this is like the, I think the nomenclature matters. It's not necessarily hit, right? Like hit sounds to me like Google has, has lasered in on your site, you're penalized, boom, you're done. I think it's more like they changed how they're serving things up and you need to adapt. But yeah, we got, we got, we were on the wrong side of a Google update, right? So we lost 20% of traffic in like a month. This was when I was at at Roofstock. So same thing, right? It's like real estate investing, money related. These always get hit the hardest from what I've seen. And so, yeah, your first reaction is like panic, like, you know, I have director and CMO and stuff like, yo, what do we do? What's going on? (laughs) And it's like the first thing you have to do, I think after seeing this enough times, it's like, you have to just go take stock of what happened, right? Like what are the pages I go into, uh, Google analytics, like what pages got hit the hardest, right? Are there groups of pages? Are there, uh, is there like a theme behind which pages got hit the most? Right? So one thing we saw, we had a lot of geo-targeted pages, right? Targeting certain cities, real estate markets, things like that. And I noticed that a lot of them that had been ranking one to three had now fallen into like the five to seven. So it was like a certain type of article. We had templated it, did a geo-covered style with it. I noticed those got hit pretty hard. And what I saw when I went to the different articles, like we hadn't updated our content in like six months, Everyone else had just updated it within the last like one to three months, right? They had like more updated stats. The last updated date was fresher. So that's like, that was the first thing. It was like, now we said, okay, every three, actually, I didn't realize this in the beginning. We were like, all right, let's just go update all the, all the stats that need to be updated in this article, make it fresh. And then boom, like literally the average on these articles was five and it went to like three. You just see them one by one week over week. They're bouncing back up to like one to three spots. Were they like and carrying the, you on their shoulders, like celebrate, uh, meal, uh, meal, <laughs> like save the business. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. These, th- it wasn't like, 
that alone was the only thing that worked. I'll talk about like what else we had to do. It took it, these things like it's never a quick recovery. This was like three to six months and we were back to where we were pre Google update. And then we saw new highs, but that was one thing. And then what I noticed was with those same groups of articles, three months down the road, if I didn't update them, same thing, we'd get bumped down and Google's just looking for freshness on these types of yeah. searches. Like they know it matters the certain market stats, right? Like what is the median home price last month, not four months ago? That's irrelevant now. So sites that had them just fresher content ranking better. Uh, other thing I noticed again, big sites got favored, but a lot of sites with, uh, backlinks pointing to these articles were ranking better. Just, you know, no surprise there. Backlinks authority, you rank better usually. And so like, with Roofstock, we had been doing some more like general link building. They had a very good PR machine going and just building authority to the site, but we weren't doing any like targeted backlink building for specific articles that were like super important for the business. So, so it was all like brand based initially. Exactly. It was like the rising tide just helped us, right? The whole site was doing well. And so I just noticed like we got bumped down on a lot of other important keywords that a lot of the top guys just had more backlinks. So we started doing targeted backlink outreach for these specific articles. And then it, after three to six months, we started, things came back and then you go on to new highs. So that was, that was one scenario where it was like, boom, 20, 20% dip in a matter of weeks after an update. Uh, and it's just like, man, I think it's just detective work. Like don't listen to SEO journal and whatever. Like, yes, yes, they have themes. And I think those are all well and good, but like your industry may be affected differently with each update. Like you have to like, go do the searches, go see what, see what changed, try to find those trends. And that's what I go off of versus just like, Oh, this was a, a spam backlink update, whatever. Right. Like, it's like not house on fire, but like almost like galvanize, like at least if I lost 20%, at least I should understand why specifically. And then like in that pursuit, you found pockets. Um, and in this case, it sounded like the solution, you know, update these articles was easy, but it's only like after you go through this whole long path and check all these things in a hundred spreadsheets that, you know, then it's obvious, but right. you have to kind of like look first. Right. And sometimes that doesn't work. Like, yeah, this is a story where things ended up being okay. Like sometimes that's your hypothesis and it still doesn't really work out. Right. And you have to like keep playing detective or you just give up. I don't know. <laughs> One or the other, right. You just keep trying things or you're just like, all right, forget it and move on. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think people's first reaction is like, we got to change everything. And it's like, not necessarily like, like we've built a really good foundation doing these main pillars, right? Creating good content by somebody who knows what they're talking about and building links, which I think is like 90%, 95% of SEO. Like you don't need to necessarily completely change the way you do things. Like, right. We, I, that was one thing I harped on. I was like, guys, we still need to create content. It's not like we're done. Like let's keep yeah. the content machine going. But like, here are the things I'm noticing and what we're going to try and see if it works. So, Yeah, and maybe maybe it's like worth looking at it like, well, the free lunch is over. We were really lucky. We we're getting a lot of like good stuff because they weren't looking. Well, now like they're treating us like everyone else, so we just have to be better. 
I think it's like really obvious when like you you probably mentioned, right? Like if you have a AI site that you literally put a thousand pages up in a week and you grow massively, really fast. And then you fall off a cliff. Like it's very obvious, you know, you got penalized, you got caught and it's over. But like, if you're doing things the right way, right. It's different. You know, um, over the course of like gift labs existence, at least three times it's been hit and we've done nothing. Most things were like, Based on the format, we're like, we don't really know what we should do. I mean, do you need authority to do gift lists? <laughs> like gift authority? Yeah. Um, so we left it and it came back. And so uh, I've seen like a million graphs like that where site gets hit, review update, whatever. A few months maybe go by and it recovers. And so sometimes right. Google makes a mistake. And so you could even like read it as your site is wrong. You have to fix things, delete things, whatever. And it's actually like you should be pumping the brakes and just waiting it out for them to fix what could just be a bug in their right. update. Right. Or it sometimes that, or they just change things, right? Like, like you said, uh, you know, I think we've recorded a different episode on this. Like, what would we do with Listen Money Matters? And I told you, you know, your site used to rank for probably a lot of best Vanguard funds, like all the long tails, because Google, you know, you used to write like a 5,000 word article and you'd clean up on all the long tail. And Google's got more serious about like, what is the specific intent of this search? So uh, that would have been, that was like the key takeaways. You guys need to create more specific content versus like the ultimate guide to this more broad topic. Yeah. And, and I think if anything, like it shows that there's like a, a, always a window opening, you know, the door closes, it's like done. You can't create a personal finance website or, or whatever. And then a window opens where, um, Listen Money Matters was owning this one term across how many keywords and whatever. And uh, they kind of put us in the intent that makes sense. And all these sites that created these things that were hyper-specific, now all of a sudden like they blew up. And so maybe they think like, oh my God, now I have authority. Where actually they probably should have ranked all the time and it just took Google a little bit to, to get there. For sure. Yeah, or they were paying attention and they, they switched their strategy quicker and cleaned up on it. I wish that was me at least once. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to say anything, but I'm like, yeah, how do, do you wish that was you? <laughs> do you wish yeah, you got, yeah. uh, I still think you could, the man. Rest of the trend. <laughs> I still think, and we recorded that episode. I still think you could, uh, go make some changes. By the way, we need to do a, a follow up episode to see if you've been implementing anything. I, we do. We have been, it's, it's right now. It's like low water tide because we're recording in December. Okay. Um, but January is like when it's off to the races for personal finance. That's right. So, so we'll see. All right. We've been making changes. Okay. All right, cool. Hopefully you have some cool stuff to talk to us about, make a little case study. Uh, all right. Do you have any, I think you had one more set you want to talk about besides Listen Money Matters. I kind of like lumped it all together in, in musings. I think it, it more sings again to like the whole Vanguard funds example where intent shifts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean... Now it's like, you know, Google, <laughs> I think the next big thing is, everyone thinks this, right? Like with AI, how good OpenAI's tools gotten with chat GPT, like now what's going to happen? How is like Google going to come up with their own way to answer a lot of like, you know, simple queries where it was like, how many eyes does a horse have? Like, are they just going to have their own answer <laughs> for that and like not have any sides and just be like, this is it. 
So that'll it'll be interesting how things change, man. It sounds like they're, they're seeing the same things that are problems with chat GPT in that like the AI is confidently wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like my dad was like just like asking questions and he was asking a question. He just bought like a new BMW or whatever. And um, it was like that car's not for sale. And, and then my dad replies and chat like, I actually own it. And then it's like, oh, sorry, we don't have data past 2021 or whatever. And it's just Google can't have it be wrong. You know, it needs to be right. That's that's hard. Right. That's the th- it's like I was using it and it was wrong. And so like <laughs> I my trust quickly eroded. So Google, like they have to play that really carefully. Like literally you serve up wrong stuff and now Google, you know, people don't have trust in Google like. You're that will screw the business yeah, more exactly. than chat GPT will agree. And man, this is all of us, you know, tech nerds, especially on Twitter where like everything tech related just blows up way before the, the masses have even, you know, got a sniff of it. So I, I just want to wax point it for a second because <laughs> I think people are really afraid that like, um, websites will not be, you know, needed anymore. There will be no more bloggers. It'll just be AI. Um, and more like such early adopters. And like, if you think about it, like how like the interface in the iPhone, when you search the address bar, you type things in or in Chrome or all these places where you actually search and all of that has to change to be oriented around chat. It's not just going to like change and like blogging is done. Like there's right. a bit of time and then an adoption curve. Yeah, maybe things will change. Like, you know, we could be those like boomers and we're completely wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm, there's people who I think will always go to early adopt and completely change what they're doing. I'm kind of like, man, if this thing's still working and printing me money, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to stick with it until like the cool. If everyone, if people, more people want to abandon ship and I'll just, uh, it seems way too early to be like, this is going to change everything. I mean, remember like chatbots for websites? Everyone's like, Oh, you won't even need a like me as a business. Everyone's going to use my chatbot to get exactly the content they need on the site. Like, and now it's it's the same, dude. It's a it's a chatbot that like poorly answers <laughs> your questions, tries to Lies point you in the you. right, yeah, points you in the wrong direction on a site, and then you're just like, can I please speak to a human who knows what they're talking about? So we'll see. Maybe we're just the boomers who were completely wrong and. Uh, We'll be eating our words, but I don't know. Well, I guess, yeah, we'll see if this (laughs) ages well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Uh, I guess it's a good spot to, uh, to wrap this one up. So follow, follow Andrew at Andy Phoebe on Twitter. I'm at Emil Shore. And as always check out the show notes in the description of the show or go to seekingprofitshow.com and we will check you all out on the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, man. We're seeking profit. We're we're seeking profit. We're seeking we're seeking we're seeking we're seeking we're seeking profit. We're seeking seeking we're seeking seeking we're seeking profit.